Okay, welcome to episode 35 of the MUFC podcast. And finally, Larry, we're discussing not just a win, but two wins and two away wins. How are we feeling this Monday? Yeah, record breaking. Record breaking. We're on life, a bit of a streak. Life changing. Well, before the match, I was, and again, wasn't looking forward to the possibility, but it did intrigue me of falling into the bottom three. It did fill me with a little bit of excitement. So I was looking at sort of 17th, 18th position, and suddenly one win, seventh. Nosebleed territory. <laughs> I mean, United, it just shows how quickly you can jump up the ladder, doesn't it? I mean, in, in, we've just had two good results in the week. Um, and I think you could, what do you know? I'm just thinking as we go. If you recall the Liverpool game, we said that that game itself could be defining for the rest of the season. We had a draw, but it was a good performance. You could say it was a game that we actually should have won. And then we've now built on that performance. Went to Belgrade, um, got a good result, albeit not an entertaining performance by any means. And now we got another three points away from home. Yeah, no, I think it did have a good feeling, the Liverpool result. It was frustrating at times, especially when you have the lead and you concede a late goal. But it did have a feeling of it had Solskjaer changing the formation, changing the system, which is something he's been, whether you agree or disagree with the shape, etc. There was that change and there was a different sort of approach and approach style. So um, I wouldn't say he's turned a new chapter, but it is a it was a positive sign. Obviously, the result going to Belgrade was a lot of people's disappointed. Yeah, disappointed with the performance, but. Any result, let alone a win and a clean sheet. Rotated squad. Away in Europe, yeah. Yeah. A couple of young players. And would you say best performance of the season at Norwich? You know what? In many ways, yes. Um, It's hard to say because I feel like we performed really well against Liverpool, um, albeit against a quality opposition. But I will say yes because this is the sort of side that United have actually struggled against. It's those low-block defensive setups um, so and also the fact that we had 11 shots on target yeah. well no it didn't look it didn't feel like watching a Ferguson team but it did feel a bit no. like watching United a bit like okay we're the better team here we're going to go and score goals well Ashley Young's in the team mate <laughs> we can't ask for miracles um, okay well we'll go on to team selection um, De Gea was obviously guys it went back to pretty much he's almost standard 4-2-3-1 so it didn't sort of a lot of people suggested he stumbled across the 3-5-2 and then he was just going to stick with that until it didn't work but it was working but he then went back to what he wanted to do so and fair, credit to him for yeah, that fair play to him for that um, ok so team session De Gea Juan Pesac was on the right with Lindelof and Maguire in the middle with our favourite Ashley Young back on the left midfield two Fred and McTominay and Pereira started in the middle for mm-hmm. once which yep. was good um and the front three was weird. I don't. For me, no one really played it's on like the left. Like a one-two. Yeah, it was, I, I saw it as like a front yeah. two, and Daniel James, sort of just a, wide, a general wide player. Yeah. Um. When you saw the team sheet before kickoff, happy. Yeah, I think it was a very promising side. I mean, central midfield picks itself at the moment, doesn't it? Um, it was either Fred and McTominay, or it's going to be a cone, or Ronald McDonald. Well, I think it is because Matic isn't even there, is he? He's in well, Dubai, I think. He's injured or he's probably in Milan negotiating a January transfer. Who knows? Good bet. Um, okay, so it's on the actual performance. Just um, what do you think? Not the difference, but was it just a case of Norwich are that bad and United were able to sort of dominate or was there a different... Did you see a different intent from Solskjaer in terms of, okay, it was this 4-2-3-1 which people criticised, but what was the state of before? It doesn't matter what the formation is, it's the intent behind it. 
spot on. I think it's a bit of both. Um, Norwich showed, especially early on, that there's a lack of quality. Um, and I thought defensively, they were a bit naive. If you look at Rashford's goal, while it was absolutely brilliant, right? Daniel Beckham with <laughs> crossing it in. But Norwich's defence was nowhere near. Like, it's, it's criminal to leave someone with that much pace, like Rashford, running into open space, really. You know what I mean? So, But at the end of the day, football's a game of two sides, isn't it? You can only play what's in front of you. And the intent was perfect. Like I said, 11 shots on target. At Belgrade, we didn't. We had one shot on target, and it was a penalty. Yeah. So it's an improvement. I think for me, look, football is a team game and everything, but what makes the team is 11 individuals. I think what the best thing for me was, was the 11 players were pretty much in their preferred position, besides Ashley Young, of course. The 11 players out there were in their preferred position. I mean, not, I wouldn't say the main difference for me, but Pereira playing in the middle and not so much deep, but in sort of that attacking role. In a, it's quite creative, isn't you'd, it? You'd, you'd say he's in the 10 position. Yeah. Like he's not the difference, but I thought he sort of did prove a difference in terms of yeah. he's able to get on the ball. And against though. Liverpool, he played really well. Um, but I thought against Liverpool, it was a defensive aspect which stood out in terms of his work, work rate and pressing. But today, he got on the ball. And I thought yeah. having that player in there, because one matter hasn't been doing it recently, Lingard hasn't been doing it recently, and Pereira honestly probably hasn't himself. And not, again, Norwich defensively aren't fantastic, but him in that role shows how much more he can influence a game or he can influence a game rather he's not effective out wide you know I thought he played really well um, Tom you know who the difference maker is you know what's about to come out of my mouth uh, a Frenchman yeah sorry <laughs> I'm just spitting out the frog legs um, Martial is more important than Paul Pogba it, it's hard to argue because not so much look he's not a better player than Paul Pogba but in terms of what we need and look we do need a better midfield so you need Paul Pogba in the midfield but we don't have a strike or a central focal point and it didn't make a difference so when we got the ball forward it stayed forward it didn't bounce back it didn't we weren't playing it into a, hope, into a channel hoping for Rashford to get on the end of it we played into Marshall whether we was playing like a target man back to goal or he was trying to get in behind when the ball was going to him the ball was staying in that part of the pitch when we were trying to create something and it was yeah, 100% off the back of his performance. A lot more comfortable with his back to goal compared to Rashford. Also has the ability to... Just has that bit more quality with his control. I think his close control, I'd even argue, is probably the best in the Premier League. Can you think of anyone who's a better dribbler than Martial in terms of close control? I would have said Hazard last year, but now that he's left, I actually can't think of anyone. I think, I think he dribbles the ball better than... Um, he's got the skill of dribbling the ball better than anyone or, or up there with the best... Maybe his effectiveness with dribbling, maybe some people, maybe not. His decision making could be better at I, times. I don't think players yeah. like Sadio Mane and Salah, I don't think they're as technical on the ball, but they're probably more effective they're lethal. Yeah. the way they go past players. Martial has, I believe that's his fourth goal in five games now. So consider how long he's been out. Well, in, ter- in terms of the minutes to yeah. goal ratio. He's flying. And in fact, him and Sadio Mane were the two most effective in terms of um, goals versus appearances and goals per minutes last season. It's just that Martial either didn't get the ball enough or didn't play as much but exactly the same ratio so that tells me if you give Martial opportunity he has the ability to be a prolific goal scorer Martial's highest return for United is 17 goals which was his debut season for United the way he's going now if you just look at how many games he's had I think he's on track to surpass that hopefully just um, don't give him any more penalties um, but we'll get into penalties um, towards the end. But we'll go through the actual goals. We'll touch a little bit on the performance. 
the actual goal was the McTominay goal. It wasn't, was it a corner? No, it was the second phase after a corner. A corner was with Den came back out to Pera, who threw another cross in and the ball bounced out. I wouldn't say a lucky goal, but quite fortunate. It was like a striker's instinct goal. It was brilliant. McTom- you know, I mean this in the most respectful way, but when McTominay does something brilliant, it almost yeah. surprises me more because it's just like I don't expect that sort of talent from the guy. I think there's so much talent in the strike. It was just um, it was a strike you would would expect from someone like I don't know Andy Cole or Van Nistelrooy. The ball just pounced there, and he just suddenly appeared. And yeah. Just struck without thinking. Like it was a real striker. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just I'm thinking about any time he does anything brilliant. You know, I think about the crossfield ball. I can't remember who it was against, but it was it was really well received on online. Um, his goal against Arsenal. Any time he does anything brilliant, there's that element of you that's like, oh wow, McTominay can do this. Well, McTominay, I said this during the match. I think we can all agree and sit here, and I think we both agree that he's. And I don't mean this in a derogatory term at all, but he's a very limited player. Yeah. In terms of what he does. But do you think, and maybe is this because Pogba isn't there, McTominay is sort of stepping up and taking responsibility, but do you think he's maybe not getting enough credit and he maybe is a little bit better than what we think? I think he gets all the credit he deserves. Uh, every, you talk to most sensible United fans, they'll tell you he's been our best player this season. I think he's definitely improving, but you can only improve so much. Like At the end of the day... He has the he has the non coachables, which is he has a fantastic sorry the coachables. He has a fantastic attitude, great work ethic, but there's some things that you just can't teach. You know, um, talent, like you know, Messi people lavishing Messi because Messi does things that no other football on the planet can do. McTominay just doesn't have the natural talent for me to go to that world class stage, and I think still. While he's been really impressive, I still think for United to be challenging for titles, he's a squad player. I don't think he's a starter. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, 100%. Don't disagree at all with that. But I just saw watching that in a couple of games against... Uh, it's hard. I wouldn't say he was the best player on the pitch against Liverpool, but there was a, a case for that. He's definitely the best player on the pitch again. And again, Man United Norwich aren't the... It's not the pinnacle of world football. Isn't it? But in a lot of games now, he is sort of proven to be the most important player on the pitch. Well, you can grow to McTominay. What's going on between the years is, is well beyond his years. He's very mature and he's very composed, which for his 23 years old, very mature okay. head on his shoulders. Um, okay, we'll go on to Rashford's goal. Um, this, was it after his penalty miss? Yeah. It was after the penalty. We'll get on the penalties a bit. Um, well, where to start with the Rashford goal? The pass or the touch? Oh, let's talk about the pass. Brilliant. I thought, the pa- look, yes, the pass was brilliant. No no criticism at all with the pass but it was quite I wouldn't say an easy pass but it was, it was very, accurate though yeah it was accurate it was a very standard pass but he got it right like it's a pass where he sort of put a little bit of bend on a little bit of curl into Rashford's path um, if he dri- driven it in hard and low it would have been quite hard for, for Rashford to get that touch before the defender um, would have closed him down so um, again I will say it again throw Daniel James on the right hand side and it's, you'll get assists. I stand corrected. I don't think he's as much as a goal threat on the right, but I think he gives more balance to the team on the right. So, um, looks very dangerous every time he has the ball, and naturally, when you're that quick. I well, I think, I think that was probably the. I forget how Daniel James got the ball. I think. Um, Lindelof, I think someone intercepted. And yeah, maybe it might have just popped out, so, so yeah. I forget. But he did have that space, and when he's got that pace, a defender will step off him. 
and it's, it was a good sign of maturity from him not to go out the defender and realise, well, I can get my head up, I've got time, I might be able to play a pass. Where a player like him, or with his attributes, quite often get the ball in that space, and their first instinct is to run. Yeah, to someone apart. Which then that goal doesn't eventuate. But to get his head up and realise, because as mentioned earlier, Rashford was in 30 metres of space. So to get his head up was almost more important or more influential than the actual yeah. pass itself. But the actual touch of Rashford... Oh. I didn't. I didn't appreciate yeah. it at the time, but when I watched the replay, yeah. that is some touch. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's Berbatov-esque. It was unbelievable. You shouldn't be controlling that ball on your right foot. Um, how he's managed to stop that almost with a little bit of spin, mm. unbelievable. Touch, one touch, and then finish. Brilliant. Was it through his legs as well? Yeah, through the, yeah. I, I don't know if he's aiming through the legs or going to the. I don't right. think he did, but um, nonetheless, brilliant goal. Um, now, okay, it was a brilliant goal, but I think you'll agree that probably our best goal, third goal, Tony Marshall. The next time they show a replay of Tony Marshall's goal, there should be a warning, this is not suitable for children. Because that goal was naughty, Tom. It was absolutely filthy, it was a bit and like I loved Ro- it. A little bit Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez, sort of really, yeah. inside the box. Um, I don't recall where I read the quote, but I think it was Martial was saying that Solskjaer has been putting lots of work into Rashford and Martial's combination, and you're seeing the fruits of that now. Martial was really poor against Belgrade, but what he did do is just got minutes under his belt, and then today you saw them together, and really promising signs from both of them. Well, uh, as we said earlier, it was pretty much for me. If you had, maybe I had to watch the game back, but it was a two up front. It wasn't a yeah, look that way. And it wasn't left. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you, and I thought it worked. Yeah. Um, what was more impressive, the finish or the awareness from Rashford to play the back heel? I'm going to say the finish, um, but you know when you know who has really good combinations with the whole no touch, um, sorry, no no look passes. Um, Martial and Pogba do it a lot. Yeah. Rashford and Martial are now starting to get that understanding so imagine if you can get Pogba in there you have Rashford on the left Pogba playing further up on the left Martial through the middle and if you can get that chemistry between all three of them I think we're going to really start punishing teams Okay um, speaking of Martial, Rashford and Pogba or what love a missed penalty Oh don't they So um, with Tim Krul he's one of those keepers I've mentioned to you before that, okay, he's obviously a great penalty saver. No questions about that. But it's, I think in everyone's head, it's when Van Hal brought him off the bench in the World Cup. Yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, God, this guy's going to save a penalty. And I think you could almost see that in Rashford, uh, in Rashford Martial in their approach, thinking they didn't quite look as confident as you'd expect them to. Um, could you imagine sitting here after a draw or a loss, having missed two penalties? Could you imagine the reaction? Graham Sooners hasn't blamed Pogba yet but give it time I'm sure one of the clips will come oh, out yeah. on Sky Sports sure in 24 hours I think if we drew or lost that game there would be if we looked up there would actually be smoke in the air and that'd be from all the anger of steam boiling from United's fans heads on Twitter um, it's you know what it's going to become a problem for United because that's now two misses for Rashford Pogba's missed one I think what, I think don't quote me on this, but I think we've had six penalties, which is unbelievable. We've had six penalties this season, and we scored two. It's insane. You get punished for that against better sides. We need yeah. to be more lethal. I thought Martial was the solution. Even oh, his missing look, it. It's, it happens, right? Yeah, it yeah, happens. That, that's the thing. Look, I almost put the yes, you can do better, and you need to do better. Um, but I could almost, I almost put stuff like this down to just a coincidence. It's, it, it's just, it might be one of those seasons where they just yeah, don't go in. I think we just need to stick to a penalty taker. 
Um, even if someone loses it, I think you just need to give the confidence to one player and say, look, mate, it's all right, you missed it, go make the second one. But then if that player misses the second one, then misses the third one, oh, then misses the fourth one. Well, then send him to the A-League. <laughs> but um, Rashford particularly, in his, did you notice in his run-up, he stuttered? He doesn't do that normally. He's just run. He's, he's normally picked his corner and just shoots. Right. Yeah. Rashford loves the left corner, doesn't he? If I can notice that as a fan, then Tim Krul was all over that. Need yeah. to mix it up, Rashi. Oh, actually, his last penalty, though, went to the right, which he scored. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, one for someone else to remember. Okay, so we've done the penalties. Who's your penalty taker going forward? Well, I think the best... Oh, look, maybe this is... Maybe I said something different three or four weeks ago. If he's on the pitch, why matter? What if he's not on the pitch? Because I don't think he's... He's going to yeah, yeah, play yeah, a big part role, pitch. right? Yeah, look, uh, they're probably Martial. Yeah. Uh, Martial or Pogba. Um, but again, French. Yeah, they're missing penalties for fun, so... Um, Give it to David Day or Harry Maguire. I'll back it. I support yeah. that. Um, now it has been fun to a few positives, but we will go. And this isn't really a negative, but we'll cast our minds back to the Europa League match um, in Serbia. We'll quickly go over three, two, ones for the Vel- Are we going to give three, two, ones? I think we have to, don't we? I think. Oh yeah, it was for a win. Do you even remember the game? I remember who we give three points to. Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams left back. It's so off, not offers so much more, but he's just so much. It's composed, isn't it? So much more gets done properly over yeah. there compared to when it's actually um. um so Brendan Williams definitely for three points. Does Luke Shaw have a problem with Brendan Williams? No. By the end of the season, who's your starting fullback? If Luke Shaw's fit, I think Luke Shaw plays. Yeah. Um, that is a big question of Luke Shaw is going to be fit or not. I don't know if this well, is a, which uh, is something that's a real tick in the box of Brendan Williams. Yeah. Not sure if it's a popular opinion, but. I think with Brendan Williams, you lose something in offense. Yeah. Um, you've he's, mentioned he's this. He's not a left-sided player. No, he's not. Uh, right-footed fullback, Dennis Owen would have something to say about that. But Dennis Owen was a was brilliant with the ball at his feet. Brendan Williams, to me, looks defender first, which I don't have a problem with. But I think if you have Brendan Williams and Wan Basaka, it's probably a little too defensive for United. Well, I, I think I made this point to you during the Europa League match that I thought Brendan Williams was our man of the match, but I thought he was the biggest problem with our performance every time the ball came out to him the play not, not sort of broke down individually on him but his decision which maybe was to make the right pass in terms of the scenario he was in was sort of stopping the flow of the team and that was because he was on the wrong the wrong side of the pitch the one thing that he did well that I want to see more from Shaw is he drove into the box to earn the penalty I don't remember the last time I saw Shaw overlap a winger I don't know if that's instructions I don't know if that's his confidence but I think before it's just not leg, happening before his leg break he used to do that often that was his game he's got pace though like yeah. I, I understand like he's, a leg he's break one, he's one of the quickest in the team he's, he's got to start using it yeah. you know just be more of a threat you've got it in your locker um, now anyone else for 3 2 ones for that game Oof. it was bad but it was a win no one was bad but it's just a hard one can we just give it to Romero kept a clean sheet yeah, we'll give Romero. Um, Romero's so a two. Williams, three. Romero, two. Romero, he does do good when he comes in. He's... He does. I, I like Romero. You know what? The one thing he does have better than De Gea is ball playing at his feet. He's really, really good. Yeah. Um, one point. Is there anyone? Oh, jeez. We should say someone who actually played. I'm trying to cast my mind back to think who played, let alone played well. I actually can't recall. Give it a... Oh, yeah, McTominay was quite solid, wasn't he? It was McTominay and uh, Garner in midfield. 
Actually, what do you think of James Garner? He came on against Norwich. He had a ten, he had a mixed game. He had ten minutes. I thought he was poor against Belgrade. That's not a criticism at all. I couldn't think of a hardest place to make it sort of starting debut. I'd be shitting my pants. But um, yeah, yeah t- tough game. But did his job. But came on against um, Norwich and was a bit longer. Had ten minutes. Yeah. I um, mean, in, in the Premier League, and I thought, look, the, the game was sort of pretty much over, three 0 yeah. up. But um, he looked a lot better. So. Maybe we might as well just give it to Garner, just because... Why not? Kid on debut. Yeah. Tough place to make your debut. And I thought he handled himself quite well. Okay, on to a more positive... Not that the win in Belgrade wasn't positive, but Norwich was obviously was far, more, far more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. um, three, three points. Two, one. McTominay's got to be three points. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, brilliant goal. Solid as always in midfield. And with Pogba being out, he's our best midfielder, isn't he? You know, some credit to Fred. I feel like Fred's playing with... Fred did well, Fred did well. He's playing with a lot more control. And he did mention midweek that Solskjaer's actually told him just keep it simple. And now that he's doing that, I feel like he's being quite effective. Um, He's a weird one, Fred. The way he plays, like, sometimes even whether he does a five-meter pass or a 55-yard pass, it looks very erratic and he's very, very rushed. So sometimes something he does quite basic does look sort of... Like it's work. Look, yeah. looks impressive. Yeah. So I don't know how much of that. If you actually watch the actual end result of what he is doing, is the same as someone else, or it just looks better than what it is. But um, last two games, yes, and maybe it is a run of games. It is sort of helping him. Yeah, no doubt. Because a couple of games ago, and it was in the, maybe the heat of the moment in frustration. I said I was done with him in terms of he's done as a footballer at United. But yeah. a couple of run of games, and it changes your opinion. Now, okay, McTominay for three. The twos and ones might, I have a feeling, I've got my twos and ones here, I think they might do for yours. I'm going to go Rashford two and Martial one. Okay, I've got Martial, so you got Martial as one? Yeah. Okay, we'll keep Martial as one because I've got him as one point as well. You've got Rashford yeah. two, I've got one for soccer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Assist and a goal, threatened all game. Okay, state your case for Rashford. He got, an, he got an assist that was brilliant, right? This wasn't your basic assist. This was back heel assist. It was, it was naughty. It was football porn. Um, threat every time he had the ball. Much more offered a threat, him and Martial. I just like the way they gelled. The attack played really well. Yeah, he missed the penalty, but hey, people miss penalties sometimes. Some people are missing teeth, so... Um, I, I liked... I just thought uh, Rashford looked quite the threat. I like Wambasaka and I understand your case, but he still just needs to work with what he's doing on the ball. Maybe just... in my case, Wambasaka was really just. Do you remember that tackle he did? Uh, Norwich on the counter, sort of late in the second half, and the goal. The guy who scored the goal, the guy the man bun, went to run through, and Wambasaka just stood on yeah, halfway and just took him. One hundred percent got the ball. Yeah, yeah. but um... love his tackling technique. It's it's uh it's very eye catching. Yeah. yeah uh... Well, what your case there in terms of Rashford, in terms of the actual. Well, if you're looking at the statistics well, the, the, of the, the game, the influence right? on the actual game, yeah, and um, compared to where he has been, he's been into a hell of a lot of criticism, especially from us. It's good to see him doing well. So yeah, thrilled for um, We'll give Rashford two and two Anthony goals in Marshall. two games for Rashford. Look, he's. I think that was his fiftieth goal for United. It was, yeah. Which is um, good for him. Fifty goals at the age of twenty-one. Well, people still make comparisons. Say, "Was well, he going to beat the record?" We both say, "There's no way." Beating Ronaldo by five games, and people say, "Oh, Rashford's a striker. He's played more games on the wing than he has a striker." Fact. I'm not saying he's better than Ronaldo. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts. Um, okay, we'll move on. We had a few Facebook comments um, on the Facebook page. So, Robert, we haven't heard from Robert in a while. So, good to hear from him. 
Um, he said, good to see Marshall back and hope he can stay fit because obviously my, that's the biggest issue with Marshall at the moment, his fitness. James is growing more every single week and he's feeling that no Pogba till December. Pogba's almost the forgotten man. You almost forget that he's there. Now. He is, isn't he? Um, you know what I think it is? I think subconsciously a lot of United fans have prepared for him to leave. Um, so we're just kind of making peace with the fact well, that he's well, not well, there. What, what do you think this injury? It's sort of split Twitter. Is he injured or is he faking injury to He's general? injured. <laughs> do you not think a professional football club like Manchester United would not x-ray the guy? They know what's going on. He's fine. I mean, but he's fine is is legitimate. I'm sure he, I'm sure he will be fine. I mean, he'll be back soon. I've seen a lot of conspiracies saying he's using his crunch on the wrong leg. And oh, God forbid a man's got a sore arm and he needs to switch. <laughs> that could mean two things, by the way. Yeah, we'll get that to debate for another podcast. Um, so, um, from the supporters club, also I've said Pogs out to December with Fred. Can we cope? So don't think we have a choice. <laughs> but do you think when Maddich comes back, you got say the midfield two, if McTominay picks himself, if you got Maddich, Pereira, Fred, who's the partner? I go Fred. Um, I don't like how immobile Maddich is, and I feel like he really doesn't protect that back four the way like he would have five years ago. For me, it's Fred. If Fred keeps performing the way he's going, and he's actually improving game on game. I think Fred, and there's more improvement to come from Fred. He can offer more with the ball for sure. Yeah, no, he's yeah, static Matic. You know? I wouldn't say he's grown on me, but he, yeah, he has done well the last couple of games. Now, Dave touches on on the Facebook page on the upcoming Chelsea match. So he says thoughts on our upcoming League Cup and Europa League chances. Is it better us? Is it better for us just to focus on finishing higher in the league table, or do we have the squad to win any trophy? you care if we lose to Chelsea on Thursday morning so I think we'll do a little bit of a Chelsea preview that's the next game Thursday morning our time personally I love the League Cup I think it's a real chance if a team and you can even if you do take it seriously you could have an off day or you come up against a good team and you get knocked out in the first round you don't win it but if you do take it seriously it is a real chance especially now with the importance um, clubs put on the Champions League and the league if you put it if you put all your eggs in a basket to win a league cup you can go on and win it so I'm all for winning trophies in saying that given our position in the league as much as I do want to beat Chelsea and win the League Cup, I probably would agree Bournemouth is more important at the moment. Yeah, I think you play a rotated side against Chelsea. Obviously not for the kids, but some first-choice players, some second-choice players. But Bournemouth's the priority. The Premier League's your bread and butter, and we need to make the Champions League. What's your prize if you win the League Cup? You go to Europa League. Is it? Actually, I'm trying to think. It is? Yeah, there's a... Um, yeah, there's that. It depends on who, who finishes in the top four. There's that whole different yeah, scenario. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, look, I would love to say go for the League Cup. Like, obviously, you want to win as many trophies as you can, but I don't think United have the squad depth at the moment to be fighting on all fronts. That's the reality, right? If you're going to prioritise your trophies, for me, it's Europa League, um, but the Premier League's your bread and butter. It's a longer season, and that's where you've got the chance of... I still think we're well within making the top four. I, um, we're seven points off at the moment. Seven points off. And I think you can easily make that up. There's, it's early enough in the season oh, where you can definitely make that up. Oh, can we just say, um, how angry would Duncan Castle's oh, be right now? God, I feel for him. I'm, 
tuned in for his next podcast yeah. and how he's going to blame um, Solskjaer for the penalty miss. I've started a Twitter hashtag um, for Duncan Castles. It's called Justice hashtag Justice for du- uh, for Duncan. Justice for Duncan. Justice for Duncan. He's going to be very upset. He's not going to know what argument he's going to make this week. I guess he'll have to revert back to last season to grab the stats, you know, to make sure that Solskjaer looks terrible. We all know Mourinho is in his back pocket. Um, well, Mar- see Mourinho, he's been at an Arsenal game or two lately. Yeah, the next Arsenal manager, Mourinho. That couldn't happen. Couldn't it? Could it? Failures in specialists and failures in specialists. <laughs> um, it couldn't happen. I, I, I couldn't see him going to Arsenal. I would love it. Just, yeah, just no, no, it, would, it would be fantastic. But I'd... Just think of all the crap he gave Wenger over the years uh, yeah. and then he takes over. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, I think that's why I couldn't his relationship with the Arsenal hierarchy um, before. I don't think because I, I assume Arsenal Wenger still has a little bit of pull there. Um, I can't see that happening. But I hope it happens. Just it so I can laugh. Yeah. Because um, I did enjoy my Monday morning on the treadmill. I spent an hour on the morning. Um, AFTV. Arsenal fan TV. My hour usually feels like an hour on the treadmill. But my hour this morning with Arsenal fan TV, it felt like three minutes. Yeah. Doing my hey Tom, you seem to be wearing a hat. Um, was that taken uh, earlier today? DT. <laughs> Got shipped here um, pretty quickly. Very quick. That was gold. Watching <laughs> well, not so much he's had getting taken off. That happens. Everyone has a little bit of a laugh. It's his reaction to yeah, it, oh, which brilliant. is, oh my God. Brilliant. He's starting the fights outside yeah. the Emirates. Um, okay, but this is a Man United podcast. So enough on Arsenal and Arsenal fan TV. Um, quick um, starting lineup prediction for Chelsea. Romero Ooh. in goals or De Gea? I think Romero. Romero plays. Is De fit? No, no, he put a tweet out saying he's out. Brendan Williams. Brendan Williams, I expect to start. Twins Avey, hopefully back. Yeah, hopefully Twins Avey back. Um, who else have we got? You'd think, do you rest Maguire? Uh, I, I would. I, I think you would. I think Rojo and Jones come in. Yeah, Rojo and Jones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's an own goal waiting to happen, isn't well, it? I think my what you do for anyone might go to the right with Rojo left back. Yeah, could see that working, actually. Um, midfield... This is where I'm worried because there's no depth there. Yeah. So McTominay or Fred is going to have to... I, no, I think Garner might start. Maybe. I think he will too, but you're going to have to play either Fred or McTominay. You'd think McTominay is probably the one that... Well, I, I think it'll be Garner or McTominay, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and not so much in terms of resting Fred, yeah. but I think if you do Garner and Fred, it's a little bit, I wouldn't say lightweight, but not fantastic. Where you do need a little bit of bite in there with McTominay. Yeah. Um, the work rate as well of Ghana and the, his ability to control the ball I, th- I think that'll work well I like, I'm interested to see how Ghana goes against quality opposition um, who else we got so we're going 4-2-3-1 right? yeah and then Mata comes in the 10 ooh do you wait uh, obviously against uh, well I think Chelsea club, will come at us against old so clubs always, always play players against their ex-clubs okay always got a chance to score. I- I'm down for that um, are we bringing Lukaku back on loan then um, <laughs> up front does Greenwood start? I was... Oh, God, it's a hard one. I think maybe Martial again. Give yeah. Martial another hour. Needs more game time. Um, Martial up front. I'd put Greenwood on the right. I think he, he hasn't really played too much the last couple of weeks, yeah. has he? Greenwood on the right. <laughs> the left, I'm going to say Dan James. Yeah, I think Dan James. Um, I, think, I think it's probably important to give Rashford a, Rashford a bit of a rest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He's played a lot of football. Um, but that Martial one is hard, I think, in terms of a central striker. Almost our only option. 
but it's one of those things with his fitness, you do have to be a little bit careful with him. But I think he does need the minutes. So yeah, you'd pull him off after now. A league cup this year, I don't think it goes to extra time. If it's a draw, it goes straight to penalties. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know what I want to see from Solskjaer though? If it's one-one, seventy minutes, and you're still easing Martial into game time, be brave enough to take him off. Yeah, don't so. pursue the result and risk another injury because we saw that happen with Pogba. Hundred percent. Well, that just about wraps us up. Anything else to add on this week? Um, actually, if you're in Sydney, um, I don't know if you're coming, but on Saturday night, um, the Bournemouth match is a decent kickoff for us here in Sydney, 11.30. The supporters club are going to be at Piermont Bridge Hotel. Um, so I'm sure if both there or if I'm there, we'll record a podcast if anyone wants to come on and have a moan about team selection or at halftime, what Solskjaer needs to change. We'll record a few things. So, um, yeah, again, that's the supporters club at Piedmont Bridge. Let's call a result. What's the score against Bournemouth? Uh, United 3 in a row? 2-0, yeah. Or before in a row after we beat Chelsea. Oh, right. But, uh, look, uh, we did beat Chelsea last year at Stamford Bridge, but I still hate going to Stamford Bridge. It's still yeah, a loss for we me. We've got a bad record there, mate. Um, so, you know... I shouldn't say we're on a little bit of a run, but yeah, I think we beat Bournemouth. Because okay. they're a team, I wouldn't say similar to Norwich, but um, they're a team that will kind of play and leave a little bit of space. And um, we won there last year, yes. Actually, we've got a bit of a decent record there. I think the last three or four rounds we've won there. So, um, it feels weird talking all this positive stuff. No, hopefully, I don't, hopefully, I don't United, right. Yeah, United hopefully do us a favour and kick us back in the groin and we'll be back to normal moaning next week. Yep, I'll um, be here holding, my, holding myself. So, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you're holding your phone now when you're listening to the podcast, just click on whatever platform you're on, iTunes, SoundCloud, and give a rating or comment or review, whatever your platform allows. Um, it might only take five seconds, but it does mean a lot for us. But, again, thank you for all the support. We really appreciate it, and hopefully this one was a bit more of a positive listen. And United don't ruin our weekend next week. We'll see. Good to see you, man. You too, mate. Cheers.